the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. The number to call. Should you care to join me? And I, I do hope you do. Terminator Ann and I upstairs at the studios of AM 980, The Mission, which is, by the way, behind the little switcheroo here. And I have to appreciate your focus, Terminator N, for A, switching us so back to the right frequency from the studio. Well done. Thank you. Take a bow. Thank you. And uh, the second one is for appreciating your discipline and focus on, on, on the menu here, because had I been running the board, dubiously competent as I am at that, I would have substituted the bumper with What's the Frequency, Kenneth, by REM. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Too many things going at once. Her brain wasn't firing. That's all right. It's I, I I never criticize board operators because a all they have to do is flip a switch and boom, I'm off the air. Don't need to do that. Also, because during my late and unre- uh, during my uh, unlamented first career in radio, I was perhaps the least competent board operator in the Twin Cities. I was terrible. I was good at other things. I was good at coming up with materials, great at booking guests. I was a good sidekick. Put me on the board, and you'd be lucky if if the studio didn't start up and roll down the road um, and turn itself into a truck of some kind. I don't know what that means, but just to illustrate the fact that I was an atrocious radio engineer. So uh, I was glad to have people who could solve these things. And by the way, this is a problem that would have never happen in radio 30 years ago because one control room always went back to one transmitter, never anymore. So this is kind of kind of kind of cool actually. We're upstairs at the studio of AM 980 the mission because of another technical uh limitation down in the bunker. And so I'm actually in a studio that has natural sunlight for the second time in 15 years. The last time we did this was 2007, 2008. We interviewed one of the original members of the Band of Brothers, uh, the Easy Company of the 506th Airborne. Uh, and being a, a man of, of great vim and vigor but advanced years, he was wheelchair bound. And, and say what you will about the bunker wasn't always easy to get people on a wheelchair down there back in the day. So we moved upstairs to accommodate him on the broadcast. Totally worth it. And that was the last time on this broadcast I ever saw actual sunlight while I was on the air. And it's really kind of nice. And I'm kind of thinking, wow, these guys at AM 980, the mission, I call them the believer, but they're really called the mission. I've got it going on. I like Lee Michaels, who does the afternoon drive show up here. It's just, wow, it's like not feeling like like a mole, like a like a coal miner when you get out of off, off the air. I could learn to live like this. But alas, next week, and in fact, most likely tomorrow, back downstairs, I will be down to the bunker, which lacks sunlight. But if, on the other hand, there is a global thermonuclear exchange, I will survive the fallout for an extended period of time uh, and be around to repopulate the world. So there's ups and downs to everything in this business. 
Where were we? Oh, yeah. Uh, ways in which Ilhan Omar and her behavior this past couple of weeks, well, really her behavior since she was uh, coronated uh, into office, uh, are good news for Republicans and good news for conservatives. Now, again, if you are a Minneapolis Republican, if you are a conservative who lives in the 5th Congressional District anywhere, Minneapolis, Richfield, Bloomington, uh, St. Louis Park, Minnetonka, wherever you are in the mighty 5th Congressional District, uh, you probably don't feel like it's good news because you have gone over the past, I don't know, generation or so from sublime, uh, sublimely bad to ridiculous. You've gone from Martin Olaf Saba, who looks kind of like a, a, a fairly sane moderate these days, through Keith Ellison, who will never seem like a fairly sane moderate, but he had limits to which he would go in public, as opposed to Ilhan Omar, who seems not to have any sort of governor. Her, her the, the knob on her speed control does not go below 11 when it comes to jamming her foot in her mouth up to the knee bone. She is chewing on her patella on a daily basis. And... I mean, the subject on which she's getting in in trouble is anti-Semitism. Now, let's back up for just a moment here and and set the level here on Ilhan Omar. I've had liberal friends tell me, ah, you're just being one of those anti-Muslim Republicans. Far from it. I have said on this broadcast many times, many times in the past, Ilhan Omar's problem is not that she's Muslim. I, I have interviewed excellent Muslim conservatives on this broadcast. I know Muslim conservatives in St. Paul. I, I I had one that was thinking about running for office at one point. I, as a Republican, as a conservative Republican businessman. And while there are those of you out there who will quibble and say Islam is not compatible with democracy, I'll say, well, you know, either was either is Catholicism or either was it 200 years ago, maybe even 100 years ago. I mean, there's a reason that Western Protestant countries were the first to hatch democracy. So think about it uh, for uh, for a moment here. And by the way, as I've said before, and I will continue to say until someone gives me a good reason not to, good luck with that, Ilhan Omar's problem is not her Muslim faith. I'm not Muslim. I will never be Muslim. I will never convert someone to Islam. I will make my do my level best to convert a Muslim should the opportunity arise to the faith, to Christianity. I would. But her Muslim faith is not the problem. And for that matter, I've somewhat bemused by some of my Republican friends who go on social media and and express with with seemingly genuine horror that she swore herself into office, or she was sworn into office on a copy of the Quran, and to which I, I, I have to respond, what would you have her swear in on? The Bible? A book that is not an element particularly significantly in her own faith? I mean, if you were a Christian who were being sworn into office, and someone gave you a copy of I don't know, the Bodhisattva and said, I swear to Vishnu that you're, that you will, that you will uphold your old of office. I said, well, I don't worship Vishnu or 
Oa or Cthulhu or anything of the sort? How would swearing to a deity or a notion of a deity on a text that is not one that is the center of my faith be morally binding? Why would she not swear herself get sworn into office on a Quran? Likewise, uh, people who are, are exercised about the fact that she wears a headscarf, uh, which is the first person in congressional history for whom that rule has has been, for whom attire rules have been changed to allow for Muslim headdress. Sorry, folks, the First Amendment applies to everyone, and and the Establishment Clause. Uh, that that bar that that uh, and by the way, if if in cases where the where the rules are mo- jiggled such that Muslims can wear headscarves but Christians can't wear scarves, oh, now's the time. There's a time to dig in and fight, making sure everyone has their rights. I mean, that's the thing about human rights; they pertain to being human. Rights are endowed to us, as the Constitution helpfully points out, by our creator. That's everyone's creator. Uh, You don't get different creators and you don't get different rights. They come from being born human. No matter what faith you adopt in your life. For that matter, no matter what lack of faith you may adopt in your life. That's what the First Amendment is about and what rights are about and being a genuine supporter of freedom and liberty is about is about supporting those rights for everyone, regardless of their faith, regardless of their personal life. You don't have to agree with them. As the saying used to be, I disagree with you in every possible way, but I will fight to someone's death, maybe not mine, to defend your right to believe that. (laughs) That's what it's supposed to be. Now, we have vast swaths of our society that don't believe that that is a virtue anymore, and our society is poorer for it. They have, up until recent years, tended to be people on the left. To the extent that they are migrating to the right these days is a very bad thing. Now, I'll defend Ilhan Omar's uh, right, and it is a right, to be sworn into office on any on any book she wants to, and I'll defend my right not to worship it, <laughs> and I'll defend her right to wear what she wants. In fact, I will defend her to the extent that it is possible, it is possible to to criticize Israel and not be anti-Semitic. Possible. Uh, I, I mean. Israel has done some things over its history that are not especially above board, allowing for the fact that they are our our best friends in the Middle East, the only democracy in the Middle East, the only society that that supports individual human freedom in the Middle East for people of all faiths, although it is the Jewish state for a reason. You can be a Christian or a Muslim or a Druze or anything you want in Israel— but it's a theory. it's a it's a state based around the Jewish faith, and that's how they set themselves up. Point being, you can praise Israel for what it does right. You can hold it responsible for what it has done wrong, and there is a vi- viable discussion to be had about that. However, does that mean Ilhan Omar is not an anti-Semite? No, 
And we'll come back to that in just a moment. AM 12A, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Be right back. America First with Sebastian Gorka is sponsored by New Windows for America. Yes, New Windows for America does bathroom replacement in as little as one day for most homes for as low as $79 per month. Google New Windows for America. Offer ends March 31st. Don't be fooled by the left and the fake news media. The election of Donald Trump has not ushered in a new era of radical hatred in our country. In his brand new book, Hate Crime Hoax, How the Left is Selling a Fake Race War, African-American professor Wilfred Riley studies hundreds of reported hate crimes that are actually hoaxes. Go to am1280thepatriot.com and click on Fan Club to register to win a copy of this explosive new book. Come on, kids. We're late. Honey, the car won't start. Mom, the dog just sat on my science project. Life can be stressful, but getting life insurance shouldn't be. That's why there's Ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, incredibly affordable, and very uncomplicated. At GetEthos.com, there are no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars, no hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy representatives. It only takes 10 minutes to apply, and you can rest assured knowing you've taken steps to protect your family. And in most cases, with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day, with no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be at Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to GetEthos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com. Have you experienced anxiety, fear, shame, and embarrassment from owing back taxes? Hi, I'm Kathy Hill, founder of Tax Tiger. If you happen to have unpaid or unfiled taxes, I'm here to offer you some hope. Tax Tiger can protect you from the IRS, release wage and bank levies, and negotiate awesome settlements. Above all, Tax Tiger is a company which operates based on Christian principles. If you have an IRS problem, call us today at 612-888-9522 for a free consultation. You can trust Tax Tiger to provide an honest evaluation of your situation. If we can save you money, we'll explain how and answer all of your questions so you'll know exactly where you stand. Call Tax Tiger today at 612-888-9522. You could be closer to financial freedom than you think, and you need a tiger on your side. That number again is 612-888-9522 or visit us online at TaxTiger.com. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 if you have questions, comments, concerns, anything you need to to uh, get w- uh, talk with us about here. Uh, AM 12A, the page. Reminding you, the Stand With Israel tour, <laughs> timing not in the least ironic, uh, Embark uh, is your chance right now 
to embark on an extraordinary 10-day adventure through Israel. The Stand with Israel tour is going on uh, this coming December 2nd through the 11th, uh, 2019. You can explore the Galilee region, uh, Jerusalem, uh, Tel Aviv, and the rest of the country while receiving expert insight on the land and historic insights, uh, historic sites for that matter. The accommodations, by the way, will be pretty darn nice. And uh, you're going to be there with um, uh, Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher from our sister state, uh, from AM12A The Patriot. So go to AM12AThePatriot.com or AM90TheMission.com and uh, we'll... Uh, We'll uh, get you in on the tour here. So uh, 651-289-4488 is the number to join me at, uh, should you care. Now, I'm going to take a quick tangent from my original topic. What, Mitch, you take a tangent from a topic? Yeah, I know. It it, it happens once in a while. Uh, But when when I have gone on social media and media media this past few weeks to, to criticize Representative Omar, and call her the term that the left can't seem to bring themselves to use, an anti-Semite. I've had a few people bring up the fairly legitimate point that I just made before the break, which is that it is entirely possible to criticize the state of Israel and not be an anti-Semite. It is possible, depending on your motivations and what you do and how you do it. It is, it is entirely possible you could criticize the Jewish state, its foreign policy, its military policy, its policy policy on settlements, the uh, views of its various governments on dealing with the issue of, of dislocated Palestinians, potentially, provided you ignore a whole lot of history from the late 1940s and the 1950s and 1960s into the 70s through the throughout the history of the region, let's be honest. Uh, but it's possible to have an honest disagreement with the state of Israel and still not be anti-Semitic. So let's try a thought experiment. I mean, obviously, a lot of people on the left, the American left, the big left, criticize Israel and its government for the last, I don't know, better part of a decade, I believe. The government of Benjamin Netanyahu, who is uh, is is a... In trouble for corruption right now, but leave that aside right now. He's been a fairly brilliant politician, a fairly brilliant leader for the state of Israel. Very conservative by Israeli standards, which means moderate by American standards for the most part. But he is a defense hawk in a way that most Americans cannot comprehend. Because to be a hawk in the defense of the Jewish state means to uh, means to realize that 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 defense is not a matter of projecting power around the world. It is a matter of life and death. And it is such because the enemies of the state of Israel, Hamas, Hezbollah, to the extent it's still a factor, the, the Palestinian Authority, at least a good chunk of the Palestinian Authority, are dedicated towards the destruction of Israel, the extinction of the Jewish people from the Middle East, if not the world. And they, we know this because it's in their foundational documents. It's in the charter of Hamas, for example. We'll come back to that. So an Israeli hardliner is a hardliner for a reason. They realize that the consequence for lack of vigilance is death. A few people know it better than, than Benjamin Netanyahu because he was a commando in the Israeli armed forces, as was his older brother who was the sole Israeli casualty in the rescue of Entebbe uh, 42 years ago. 
July 4th, 1976, when the Israelis flew to Uganda, a hostile country, rescued 100 of their uh, country, 103 of their countrymen from the middle of a hostile country at a hostile airport controlled by anti-Semitic terrorists and a hostile army and air force. And they pulled it off. One of the great rescues and, frankly, miracles of all of history. And his brother was the only casualty, killed by a Ugandan sniper. So he's a hardliner. No two ways about it. So let's just say, for the purposes of argument, that the Israeli government would have a change in course. Grow a softer heart. Give a little listen to the concerns of the Palestinians and give a little ground. Meet them halfway. You can't meet them all the way. You can't voluntarily self-extinct or abolish the state of Israel. That would be a poor idea. Never going to happen. But what if you decided to, to give in on some of the key concessions, that the, the key reasonable concessions the various Palestinian groups and international pressure groups against Israel have been asking for for going on three generations now? What would happen then, hypothetically? Oh, it's not hypothetical. It happened <laughs> back around, uh, I believe it was what, two, in the mid-2000s. The uh, labor government of Ehud Barak, who, by the way, was also a war hero, uh, one of the heroes of the of the Yom Kippur War, uh, took office as a as a something of a progressive. And this is important, an accommodationist towards the Palestinians. He gave ground on moving settlements, on dismantling settlements uh, in Gaza and the Sinai and, and, and the border regions. He gave ground on giving the various Palestinian groups, sovereignty and control over their various areas. He said, okay, let's try giving them, starting giving them what they want and see where it leads us. Now, where it led them was the first, I believe, the first intifada, a wave of terrorism that, that swept Israel and killed uh Killed dozens of people. Bear in mind, by the way, Israel is a nation that's not much larger than the state. I think it's about the same population in Israel as if you combine Minnesota and the two Dakotas together in an area about the size of maybe the fourth and uh, maybe let's just say the the, the second uh, and third congressional districts put together. Uh, it's a small country. Uh, maybe I think they're up to 8 million people, and that's with taking in a lot of immigrants. Uh, 40 years ago, they were about the same size as Minnesota is today. So a couple of dozen casual, imagine a couple dozen people dying of uh, violent deaths in the state of Minnesota today. It would get your attention. Most of you. Well, all of you in our audience, it would get their attention. Uh the the accommodationist stance was taken as a sign of weakness. Ehud Barak, noble as he may have been, and certainly certainly a person of unimpeachable fortitude and support for the state of Israel, having been a very successful army commander and and in some ways perhaps having saved his country a more grievous defeat in his defense of the Golan Heights. Uh, or the, the against the Syrian attacks south from the Golan Heights in 1973, unimpeachable supporter of the state of Israel, but he was played for a fool by the Palestinians, and Israel paid in blood. 
Now, to some extent, that answers, well, it suggests an answer to the question. Is it possible to oppose the state of Israel uh, and, and, and its policies and not be anti-Semitic? Of course it is. A lot of us do it. If Israel changed its policies in response to those criticisms, would the real anti-Semites change their mind? If Israel took on a completely accommodationist stance again, if the Israeli left happens to come out from uh, this current unpleasantness befalling uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, if if the left takes over in Israel, and and there are leftist politicians in Israel who do favor returning to Barak-era policies in regard to the Palestinians, will the anti-Semites in the Middle East change their minds? History says no. Will the likes of Keith Ellison and Rashida Tlaib, however you pronounce her name, and for that matter, Ilhan Omar, change their minds? I'm going to suggest not. And I, if you're one of Representative Omar's retinue out and about, I would appreciate finding an opportunity to have my mind changed on that because, shall we say, I'm not sanguine about the, the, con- uh, the concept. Prove me wrong. And by the way, any of you can prove me wrong anytime. 651-289-4488. I sit here asking for someone to try to prove me wrong on this because, or prove me right, I don't care. Either way, we've been through this before. The, 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 the idea that, that Israel giving away the store, or at least vast swaths of the store, giving away to, quote, the most reasonable, end quote, demands of the likes of Hamas, of the Palestinian Authority, of Hezbollah, of those who currently vociferously want Israel to be burned to the ground, will lead to peace, history says is complete balderdash. And the next thing you might not want to ask yourself is, okay, since it is possible to... uh, since it is possible to uh, criticize Israel, uh, what does that say about the motivations of those who are doing the criticizing? Now, I will, since I'm attempting to talk about the unknown here regarding what would happen if uh, Israel suddenly went all accommodationist with those who would currently like to see it destroyed, Ilhan Omar has no public record of her views on Israel, say, when the left took charge. If uh, a government analogous to Ehud Barak took over, would they, uh, would they would, would, would anything happen? Well, we'll talk about that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. I can give you what you want, but you got to come home to me. AM 1280, The Patriot. All right, here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago, with great sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot, and it helped but the side effects were so awful, 
after a while that I I just had to discontinue use. But that's not the problem with relief factor. So that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen, now you don't have to with relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. I'm Jan Markell, helping you understand the times. You tweeted, Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. Should pro-Israel Christians be concerned that Islam has moved into Congress? Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib is openly calling for a one-state solution to the Mideast conflict. That's code language for the destruction of Israel. People should be outraged if new lawmakers were calling for the destruction of Lebanon, Egypt, or even France. But few are protesting language that suggests Israel should be wiped off the map. Minnesota's new rep from the 3rd District, Ilan Omar, has said Israel has hypnotized the world and has asked Allah to awaken people to the evil doings of Israel. What about the evil doings of Venezuela, Cuba, and China? There is certainly a double standard when it comes to God's land, Israel. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. I'm Tom Kalish from Kane 11 Socks. Whether it's technology or products that make our lives more comfortable, innovation is constantly improving everything. But socks? They haven't changed in 50 years. Traditional sock brands make socks in one size fits all or just a couple of sizes to fit every size foot. At Kane 11, we think it's time somebody innovated the sock industry. So we make socks in 11 individual sizes from 7 to 17 to fit each size foot perfectly. You won't believe what wearing a pair of socks in your exact size feels like until you try them. It's quite remarkable. After all, your feet hold up your whole body, and the better your socks fit, the better your feet are going to feel all day. Our socks are crafted in the USA with fine-gauge merino wool and the perfect weight and cushioning. And our styles? Well, they're designed to work with anything you wear. So step up to the next innovation and try a pair of Kane 11s. See what Esquire, Men's Health, and Golf Digest are all raving about. Save 20% off your first order at Kane11.com. That's K-A-N-E-1-1.com. Kane11.com. Welcome back to Twin Cities and World. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Uh, we were talking about uh, about the the. the the possibility of criticizing the state of Israel and and yet not being anti-Semitic, yeah, it is possible to do it. You and I can do it if you are a can, if you are someone who otherwise supports the right of the state of Israel to exist as a Jewish state and to uh, survive and to ensure its own survival. Yeah, you have every right to criticize individual things they do. I've done it. Imagine many of you have as well. The people who are doing the criticizing now, the likes of Rashida Tlaib. The likes of Keith Ellison and Ilhan Omar, their motivations aren't quite there. I remember I may be the one person in the Twin Cities media to have ever asked Keith Ellison if he repudiates the Hamas charter. Hamas, of course, is the Iranian-backed terror group that uh, has, as part of its charter, as part of its foundational, the equivalent of its constitution, the desire to see Israel destroyed and the Jews annihilated. And I said, you know, Keith Ellison, at that point, a, a freshman representative, a sophomore representative, I think we could probably go a long way towards peace in the Middle East if we could 
get this out of get this off the table as far as the opposition to the Israelis go. Seems fairly reasonable, doesn't it? And his response was, do you know any Palestinians? And I should have answered, yeah, some of them are my best friends. Quit deflecting, you idiot. Uh, and so that that's that's what <laughs> that that that's the motivation involved. And so when I say were Israel to adopt completely progressive policies, heck, if Israel were to take its advice from uh, Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar in terms of its actual policies, would they change their minds? It's given that that's Keith Ellison's uh, attitude about Hamas, I suspect not. By the way, one of the things that they seek is a so-called one-state solution. Imagine, if you will, being asked to form a government with people who are trying to kill you. And by the way, these are people whose rate of population growth is considerably faster than your own because, of course, they're poor. As populations become more westernized and middle class and wealthy, the, the birth rates drop. Israel's birth rate is a little above replacement level. It, 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 it grows through mostly immigration from Jews from all over the world. Whereas the Palestinian uh, territories are booming because they're poor. That is a poor person's retirement plan. Lots of kids. And so entering into a one-state solution... In, until there's a fundamental change of heart in Pal among Palestinians, is fundamentally self-destructive. Two-state solution might be a better option, except, for, of course, that at present, again, until those other Palestinian authorities repudiate the notion of the destruction of Israel as their primary goal, why would you set up a, a state next to you that is d dedicated to your destruction. It would literally be like Israel setting up a Nazi state next door to it. Literally the same thing. And so when you say, I just favor pushing the Israelis towards a solution, I, I want to I wanna criticize them so as to head towards a two or one state solution. You are inevitably speaking towards the destruction of, of the state of Israel and the extinction of Jewish people from the Middle East. And so when you say, can you criticize, criticize Israel? Sure you can. But if your motivation doesn't spring from a desire to see to the existence of the state of Israel and the Jewish people in the Middle East, in the state that they have built, the only democracy in the Middle East, the only place that, that truly reveres human rights, in the Middle East, yes, even those are Palestinians who don't take up arms against them, uh, then you're misleading. Well, no, I'm tired of being polite. You're a liar, and if you defend them, you're 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 you're, you're participating in a big manipulative lie. Let's go to the phones in Hopkins. Dan, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are on the air. Dan seems to have left. Dan, we'll try and get to you later on the broadcast if you happen to be tuned in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Anyway, I got sidetracked because the whole notion, the whole really fairly abusive, manipulative, rhetorical notion that is being thrown out at anyone who, who goes after the likes of Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib 
is is fundamentally fallacious for that reason. And you all need to know this as you go out and do hopefully intellectual battle with uh, the people who dominate the, the politics in the Twin Cities and perhaps wherever you live. As I was getting at when I started the broadcast here, though, this is one of those things, the growing anti-Semitism. And by the way, the inability of the Democrat Party on a national level to call out anti-Semitism for what it is, for what Jewish members of the Democrat Party have said is, in fact, bald-faced anti-Semitism, and their inability to agree on a resolution to condemn anti-Semitism without throwing in every other kind of intersexual grievance study discipline they could think of and, and, and failing to name any representatives by name shows an example of what I've been talking about, how I think Republicans, conservatives, social uh, originalists, legal originalists can take some heart, but gird themselves for an epic political battle over this next year and a half because it's yet another example of the fiscal, social, moral overreach that I predicted would happen when the Democrats won the midterms. You see this anti-Semitism and the inability of big progressive left to answer to it effectively. You see creeping socialism becoming not just acceptable, but a flag they muster themselves under as they look forward to the pivotal elections in 2020, you see them walking away from the, not just walking away from the notion of gun control being a third rail, at least among their constituencies, and being proud to be gun grabbers. You see them passing laws, legalizing abortion up to and after birth. Something that not even the most insane leftist, most insane progressive would have seriously suggested outside of the halls of the most abstract, deluded academic. I'm talking about Peter Singer at Princeton, who was talking about this 15 years ago, the idea that perhaps they should allow abortion up to one year after birth. To which I said, well, maybe we should allow abortion of people up to 60 years after birth if they're that stupid. No, no, I would never say that. I would never think that. That would be wrong. And yet, no less wrong than what these people say and believe and now are passing laws to facilitate. And with these ideas, we're seeing a, a explosion of things on the left, on the far left, on the progression to the left, on the move to the extreme left that would have been unthinkable five years ago. And this is the overreach that should turn the great silent majority of this country uh, in tune them into realizing that the extremes of the far, 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 far left are not going to lead this country forward. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We will be right back. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? 
Don't worry. Select quote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. It's March Mayhem at the Patriot, and we have an extraordinary opportunity to help grow your business or nonprofit. This includes commercials on air, plus another powerful marketing tool that offers high ROI. Our plan is incredibly targeted to match you with 50,000 of your best prospects, and it's very affordable. For details on this slam dunk of a deal, call us today at 651-289-4444. Giving your computer problems the boot, Arby's Computer Service. Did you ever think that your data may be the most valuable thing in your business? What would happen if you lost your data? Arby's provides backup solutions both on-site and in the cloud to protect your data. We can even set something up so you can keep working while we fix the failed computer. Arby's can protect your data and keep you running. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.